Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Across the Cemetery. My name's Emma. And my name's Josh. And this week Josh is going to lead the episode and I do kind of have an idea what it is because I've just seen it on his laptop <laughs> but I don't know how he's going to tackle it so. Just I'll act just, surprised. Yeah, I'll just let way. him take it away. <gasps> wow. As we've touched on previously in quite a few of our episodes, the human mind seems to have this forever burning desire to know for certain the meaning, purpose or reasoning behind almost everything. Don't get me wrong, it has done the evolution of the species good over the long run and is probably the reason we are the dominant being on this planet, which is another subject entirely. However, it is the subjects that cannot be fathomed which cause us humans the most intrigue. It's the, one of the reasons that the paranormal is such an interesting topic and enjoyed by so many. The mystery lures them in, maybe hoping for an explanation, or maybe they're just here for the stories. Well, today's topic is one that most certainly piques the interest of those curious about the potentially unexplainable, a topic that most people have an opinion or some level of input on. Today, we're going to be talking about aliens. <gasps> wow! Thank you for your interest. <laughs> Just a note, I do slightly have a cold, not this man flu. Oh, poor Josh. No, he actually is sick. <laughs> so if my voice sounds a bit weird or horsey, then that's why. It's just a scary voice. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring it out for the podcast. <laughs> Stretching back into the depths of human history, there are numerous signs that point to the existence of beings from another planet. One example would be the ancient pottery on display in the Museum of Baghdad, Iraq. These pieces date back from around 6,000 BC, some 8,000 years old, and cause quite a stir with all those lucky enough to have examined them. The pottery itself isn't the cause of controversy, but the engravings and decoration which raise eyebrows and questions. The illustrations on the pots seem to show figures of some sort of being, but certainly not that of human shape. They have long, slender bodies with elongated limbs. The faces are somewhat lizard-like, with grotesquely large eyes. These images have led some to believe that these pots could be evidence of aliens visiting in an age that is almost unfathomable in the timeline of our history. Of course, there are also the beliefs that surround the ancient Egyptians and their society, including the pyramid architecture and various hieroglyphics depicting uninterpretable scenes. This is all very YouTube shorts, conspiracy theory, so we won't touch on this too much. But you may be interested to know that NASA released a photo that allegedly shows ancient hieroglyphics on a stone on Mars. Oh. Which I have a picture for you here, which I'll, I'll oh, yeah. put on social media, because this is the main episode. I will put it on social media. This is apparently a hi- proof of hieroglyphics on a stone in Mars. Could that just be indentation still? I'm thinking, do you know the way the geography of our planet is quite often shaped by weather and yeah. you know, stones are deteriorated because yeah. of weather and we make, sometimes get these m- magical shapes? I think that might just be that. Yeah. I can't really see a hieroglyphic there. but If anything, it's like, fo- not footprints, but if anything, it's like... If that's a footprint, I'm terrified. <laughs> no, but it's not like, right. I wouldn't say it was a message or anything. No, me neither. But, you know, each their own. Someone may be able to interpret that or it see something be, yeah. there. Whether this is or not remains to be determined. But from looking at the picture, which we will put on social media, like I've just said, <laughs> to me, at least, no conclusion can be drawn from this piece of evidence. 
So with such a long standing in our history and in the intrigued minds of many, why are we talking about aliens now? Well, that has something to do with a certain US Air Force veteran who goes by the name of David Grush. During June 2023, Grush shot into the media's limelight all over the world due to his claims, under oath before Congress, to the existence of evidence that had been provided by top-ranking military and government agency officials, which showed the recovery of flightcraft, identified as not being from this planet. Further support for Grush's whistleblowing claims has been found in former CIA agent John Ramirez. John. <laughs> John Ramirez. I believe is how you saw your name. Sorry if it isn't John. Who He's now advocates... <laughs> CIA probably is. <laughs> he probably is. Who now advocates the message that alien life form is going to reveal itself to us humans in the year 2027. <gasps> oh my God, not so that long. Not too long at all. I'll be 30 then. For four years, you're old. Yeah. Clearly then, the hype around aliens is not slowing. If anything, it is speeding up as we approach 2027. But what does that mean for us, more specifically, for Across the Cemetery? We often hear about aliens and sightings in North America. We've all heard of Area 51. But what about us in little old England? Have we had any experiences with aliens? Will they come visit us in 2027? I wouldn't bother, to be honest with you. Well, you're going to be in for a really bloody treat li- this episode. If you like the Beatles and what else is Scylla Black and all that, come down to Liverpool, Matthew okay. Street and that. Okay. okay. <laughs> you, you see there, you, you're joking with me, you're joking with me. <laughs> we have got actually well, a lot. What? Is, is, is Scylla Black a A very alien? quick Google search will reveal something that I certainly didn't know about. What? That being that Liverpool is actually considered by some to be the alien hotspot Stop of the it, UK. Stop it, really? Yes, Oh it my is. God, I did not know that. Neither did I until I started oh researching this Oh my God, I, I actually like that because I do think aliens are real. I don't think... <laughs> now I, you do. <laughs> yeah, I know, because they're fucking in my city. Well, I don't think... I don't think they're evil or anything. I'm not. I'm indifferent to them. I think they're just people. Or not people. But I think they're just <laughs> something that lives on another planet. Because there's obviously, <laughs> there's obviously gonna. Well, yeah. No, but I mean, like, there's obviously gonna be more than one life force out there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get onto that later. <laughs> it is alleged that Merseyside Police (FTM) have received no. around 13. No one will get that unless you're from Liverpool and of a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> like my age. Yeah, I don't even know what it means. Yes, you do. I know. It's stupid. <laughs> it's alleged that Merseyside police have received around 13 reports of UFO sightings since 2013. While Mutual UFO Network claimed to have had 17 reports since 2016. From doing this podcast, I know there are a lot of odd things that go on around the Liverpool area. But it never crossed my mind that aliens would be putting us at the top of their visiting list. Just from this podcast, do you know that there's weird things going on in Liverpool? Just from this podcast. Okay, well, I knew beforehand. <laughs> it's only, since this podcast, I've been talking about it a lot more. Olivia, for starters. <laughs> All right, sorry. Thank you. One example of an alleged visitation happened in 2015 when a Ryanair flight headed to Spain was leaving the runway of Liverpool's John Lennon Airport. The plane had ascended from the ground and was now wheels up, altering its course with a sweeping turn to then be headed in the right direction. It was around this point that the passengers began to notice something headed directly towards the aircraft at some speed. 
The object was small, not small enough to be a bird, but certainly not big enough to be another type of aircraft that we know about. One person on board managed to film the exact moment that the thing flew past the plane's wing at great speed, narrowly missing an impact. I'll now show Emma a picture of the UFO, and you can find it on your social media. Well, you can find it on our social media, but if you follow us, it'll also be on your social media. <laughs> That's how the magic of social media works. That's John Ramirez from the CIA. Thanks, John. <laughs> um, yeah, our social medias, if you don't know already, and I don't know why you wouldn't, because you, you listen to this episode, you must have listened to all the others. We're Instagram at Across the Cemetery X, formerly known as Twitter, and TikTok at AX the Cemetery. I, I didn't know we were going into a plug on thing. <laughs> Sorry, I looked at you like, what? I've just gotten the script. Socials. <laughs> so this is the picture. Quite vividly, you can see it's a Ryanair flight. And that. Oh, yeah. It does look like the typical UFO shape, doesn't it? Yeah. So there's on a... Well, I'm sure I've got the link here. It's a news website. You can basically... There's like a GIF of... Of that? Oh, yeah, because oh, it's only a very short video because obviously there's only a very minimal time where the thing flies past. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a gift and you see it. And it, it's that picture makes it look a bit smaller than it does in the video. But at the same time, it's still not huge, is it? But apparently that was not small enough to be a bird. I was just going to say, it could maybe be a bird, couldn't it? Potentially, but apparently No, I think be. it's like proper, like the shape, like a UFO though. Okay, so this image is blurred, likely due to the speed at which the object was travelling. But due to its size, it's been speculated that it may in fact be a drone being flown illegally around the airport's airspace. Uh... Yet, when when the Ryanair flight reported the incident to the control tower, a search team was dispatched to ensure that this wasn't the case and to nullify any potential further threats to safety. The search team found no signs of drone pilots in the vicinity of the airport. Due to the speed of the object, and of course, the same as we mentioned, a bird has been ruled out because it did not fit the bill. No pun intended. <laughs> I expected more. I don't get it. A bill. A, a, a bill of a bird. A beak? Like a duck's bill. I wouldn't have known that. I would have just said that that was a beak. Okay. All right, Dave, we're at for fucking hell. We're all saddened here now. Even Loki's moping about now. No, Lou, he's sniffing the carpet, waiting to scratch it like he ruins every bit of carpet in this whole house. We need some counsel in, in this house. So that leaves us with very limited options, getting back off the tangents. <laughs> of course, to be a UFO doesn't mean it is aliens. But we do know for certain that it is the object was flying around secure airspace at frightening speeds. Its structure indicates an aircraft that is not commonly found as a human creation. But who knows? This wouldn't be the first time a government has kept something secret. So what do you mean a UFO couldn't or doesn't have to be an alien So what, thing? what does UFO stand for? Unidentified flying object. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I always just assume it's like with aliens, though. Well, alien in of itself does not necessarily mean a living being from a different planet. It just means not from there. It's not familiar. It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you say like, oh, that's alien to me, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. My favourite perfume's alien as well. <laughs> If anyone's on fucking Goddess for Secret Santa or something. <laughs> so another article that I found was posted in the New York Post. Or the New York Times. No, the New York Post. Oh. And I think you'll like this one. It's one I never heard of before. Yeah. So a further sighting was reported in the New York Post, like I've just said. 
of all places concerning a man who reported his sighting anonymously. This is not the one I was thinking of, actually. Oh. You'll like the next one. Then. This one's <laughs> I probably good. like this one. This one's still good. The witness begins his encounter by stating he was staying at a friend's house, at her house, away. Oh, he's got a girlfriend. He loves you. In the early hours. What? The dirty of stuff the 7th of August 2020, which would have been a Friday morning. And that would have been lockdown as well. He shouldn't have been staying in the house. Dirty dog. Anyway. A loud noise was heard from outside, not too dissimilar to a plane, but not familiar either. The pair who requested that their identities remain anonymous, pair of dirty dogs. Why do I just like write these things and because then the, say what I'm thinking beforehand? The lockdown breaches, COVID deniers. And they're also saying anonymously, which probably means that they've got other partners. <laughs> no, it might not. <laughs> Terrible. It might just mean that they might have got a fan for COVID. Tut, tut. People are allowed to be in a relationship, you know. <laughs> But then, like, secondary relationship. Oh, no, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> after they'd be caught doing it, having an affair, they rushed outside to investigate the source of the disgruntling noise. Looking to the sky, the eyewitness relayed an image of a green saucer in the air that looks just like the sweets. It was only there for a few seconds. It remained overhead before it jolted directly upwards before heading off in what was thought to be a southeasterly direction. At a loss for what the object could have been, they sourced the surrounding area for an explanation. Something reflecting or shining into the sky perhaps, but no clarity could be found. Unsure as to what to attribute the sighting to, the witness reluctantly admits defeat and in confirming, he believes that he saw a UFO that night. So what do you think about that? Why are all like alien sightings and like stuff? green i wonder if it's got something to do with the power source that they use for their particular aircraft of choice yeah because you know mr burns on the simpsons when he says we bring you love and we bring you peace what is green that was nuclear power though wasn't it yeah but they thought he was an alien because he was green but he was getting injections oh yeah um with that one do you not think that it was just like a light coming past Potentially could have been. I just don't think there's enough background. Like, yeah, that it, it was very vague and it's, yeah. it's sort of like, ooh, we've got nothing to we do. We've seen this. There's nothing else about it though, but we've seen it. Like, yeah, there's no proof. So you didn't get a picture. There wasn't like a piece of it left or whatever. Yeah, well, this is a bit a, another article from a, a different newspaper, but the same one. No. Oh, okay, sorry. Of a different person. With a bit more detail this time, though. Mm-hmm. Is this the one I would like? No. <laughs> well, to further add to the encounter above, there was an article published in The Mirror back in 2022 that tells of one lady's lifelong harassment by the unknown. For those who maybe aren't familiar with the UK newspaper, The Mirror is a tabloid that is designed to attract, say, the reader who doesn't much care for the intricate goings-on in the House of Lords <laughs> and enjoys an extravagant celebrity story. <laughs> so I'm sure you get the picture. Anyway, Sasha Christie, a stay-at-home woman in her 50s, opened up to the news outlet about her encounters with unknown beings that allegedly began when she was a young girl. From the age of seven, Sasha has supposedly been visited by aliens a total of nine times. On top of this, she claims to see the glimmering lights of UFOs shooting across the night sky fairly frequently. 
One incident was detailed by the witness when she was on holiday in Wales with family and friends. She realised that an object with fluorescent lights could be seen in the sky, sort of hovering before it began to slowly get bigger in size, as it seemingly approached the dazed onlookers. Before long, Sasha could clearly see that the illuminated object was in the shape of a sort of mechanical jellyfish, as it extended tentacles rippled down through the sky. It was at this point that the woman's son screamed in shock as he claimed that something has touched his leg from a nearby bush. The shock of this meant that Sasha had took no time in ushering her loved ones back into the relative safety of their holiday home before she returned outside to the front of the house to take in the vision of an unknown aircraft. It was while entranced by this machine for a second time that Sasha was to feel the contact of an alleged being from the outside of this world on her own skin. She claims that the first she knew of the incident was the faint sound of bare feet running on mud from behind her. The asphyxiation on the UFO meant that Sasha didn't pay too much attention to this at first until the sound became louder and louder, making it inignorable. Sasha snapped out of her daze and began to twist to find the source of the running, but before she had the chance to fully turn around, something or someone grabbed the lower part of her leg as it ran past. This was enough to turn the woman's curiosity into fear and she bolted back toward the front door hoping that whatever had just made contact with her skin was not quick enough to follow her in. Since this incident, Sasha has claimed to suffer from PTSD and fears that she may be abducted at any time by aliens if she's brave enough to venture outside. Since a young age, she has dedicated a massive amount of her time to researching alien life forms and even attends annual conferences on the subject. What? I didn't like that barefoot thing. That gave me like a horrible feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, What do they want with her though? Like, of all people. I know it sounds nasty. Like, she's not got an... I'm not saying it's not an important job to be a mother. Obviously, it's the most amazing job. But, I mean, like, she's not like CIA or she's not in the government. She said she was a stay-at-home mum. So, what do they want with her? Like, she doesn't have any, like, secrets. Yeah. So I've read two points on this one. The first one is why research them if you're so afraid of them? Yeah, but I guess it's because you're scared of them because you don't know about them. If you didn't know about them, you might not be scared of them. Then you might understand them more. Yeah, potentially. But second point is, do you think this might be a case of she's wanting to see something so much that her mind makes her think that she saw it? But then a little boy got touched as well. Could it? It's a kid though, he could have just, it could have been a, a branch or something, couldn't it? Or she could have done it. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I think this isn't the first case of someone potentially fabricating someone. I just, why would they follow her Some for that long? And why wouldn't she have been abducted by now? If she was going to be abducted. Or maybe she does get abducted and they wipe her mind all the time. So she doesn't remember it. She's the Men in Black theme tune, just starts running through <laughs> my mind then. Your friend's got a dog, like the dog on <laughs> Men in Black as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I d- I don't. I don't think that they would follow around. I just don't. Not convinced by that one. No, she doesn't have any secrets that we know of. Sorry, Sasha. You're not that important. I'm sorry. That was a bit nasty. You are. What if the aliens are trying to abduct her, and she is that important? They're just not as technologically advanced as we assume they are, and the shit of kidnapping. Maybe she's just a fucking ninja, and she can get away from them. Maybe that thing couldn't run. 
just f- like follow her into the house because she'd already killed her. Maybe she's not a real stay-at-home mum. She's like, she can't mention what she is. She's Agent Ramirez from the CIA. Yeah. Or the one off Lilo and Stitch. Shit. <laughs> so, moving on. This is the story I thought you'd like. Okay. And it's entitled... John Lennon's UFO sighting. <laughs> Why did you bring God like the this? Scouses fucking unite. <laughs> I do like John Lennon. He's my cousin, you know. It's everyone's cousin. We're all from <laughs> Liverpool, yeah. So if the past experiences that I have just mentioned aren't enough to convince you about the existence of UFOs, and they wouldn't be because they're all shit. They're not shit. And aliens. Then how about one from the King Scouser himself, John Lennon? Top dog. <laughs> Granted, this sighting didn't occur in Liverpool. But when Lennon was living in New York in his apartment just off the East River... I love New York. It is alleged that while laying on his bed, he decided to get up and go for a smoke on the balcony of his apartment. Wait, so he was high as fuck. (laughs) Standing at the door, letting the New York night air cool his naked body. (laughs) His attention was piqued when he began to notice strange flashing lights illuminating the built-up landscape. Turning to investigate... John then saw what he described as a circular aircraft with lights pulsating around the rim and one red light at the top in the centre. In disbelief, he called over his then-girlfriend, Mei Pang, to verify the sighting. The airborne machine creeped over the next building and Mei estimates that it was around two to three storeys higher than the balcony of their apartment. It crawled at slow speed past the couple, giving them plenty of time to take in the sight. Eventually, It made its way to the river and towards Brooklyn. At this stage, it hovered over a building for a few seconds before darting up vertically into the sky. Evidence of this encounter was recorded by John Lennon as he had just finished working on his Walls and Bridges album and made note on the inner sleeve of a copy he had had saying, on the 23rd of August 1974 at 9 o'clock, I saw a UFO. You can also hear in the lyrics of his song, Nobody Told Me, that was released in 1984, he sings, There's UFOs over New York, and I ain't too surprised. Some may argue that John had at times a chaotic life, which may have resulted in a false sighting, but it also has to be remembered that his girlfriend witnessed the same thing, and to top it off, when the couple called the police to report the sighting, They were told that numerous reports of the same thing had already been given in that area. I think that's real, but then I do think... I've just seen your notes as well. (laughs) One word, drugs. (laughs) Question mark. Um, We know that he was a drug user, and I wouldn't wouldn't say party. Was he a party? I don't know. Was he hippie? Yeah, that's what I mean. He was like a free-live, fun-loving hippie. Um... For starters, he was naked on a balcony. I think him and May have been up to some outside of marital. <laughs> I don't know what Why that is. is it always people who have been doing nasty things <laughs> that got, can't be reported in newspapers? I've got no comments. Um, it can't be. I'm gone. You've just you've just flabbergasted me there. <laughs> gone. Gone. <laughs> I feel like we need to take the subject of aliens more seriously. Yeah, because they could be watching us now, especially if Liverpool's like a hotspot. They're all around. We went outside before. Have you seen them? We went to B&M before. Live next door. (laughs) I don't see that because they actually got their lizards next door. (laughs) (laughs) 
didn't realise it. P Price. I thought it was P Price. I can't remember. That's another Liverpool-based joke that you Google it. I think the fact that it's been reported again, not just by John Lennon and that, um, <laughs> that it might be real. But why are you reporting the aliens to the police? Just let them be. <gasps> that's it. That's oh it. Oh, I, did, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. It's in your blood. <laughs> I just scouts. <laughs> um, yeah. I just. I'm gone. I'm just flabbergasted because you said that John Lennon was doing naughty things. <laughs> About four weeks behind. <laughs> I think it's definitely drugs, though. Yeah, you was 100% on drugs. But um, I do think aliens are real. I don't think they're not real. But New York has a lot of lights. Cause yeah, it not... They generally don't float about. Yeah, but he might have been high. And dart into the sky. True. Well, couldn't there have been a firework and he just didn't have his glasses on? He did wear glasses. He didn't say how naked he was. <laughs> I assume he wore his glasses if he went to the balcony. Canal. <laughs> I did like that story. I do like John Lennon. I do like New York. I do like aliens. I'm not going <laughs> to say I like drugs or naughty things, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I just I think the fact that more people reported it, then it obviously means that there's more grounds for it to be real. Yeah, I think with this episode, we just took the piss, <laughs> we, which isn't finished yet. There is more to go, <laughs> but. Because we're not dealing with like you know a, a certainly really famous case like we did in the abductions episode, yeah. which has caveats. It has really you can go in depth and you can these really are more look like at it. Colloquial ones, aren't? They? Yeah, these are just short, brief sightings, which I imagine quite a lot of UFO or yeah. alien sightings might be. Well, that's what ghost things are. They're just like quite short stories that you see, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah for the most part. But when we come across a, a, a case. When we are met with aliens. We might be met with aliens every day, we never know. Yeah. So I've got a few different sightings that were reported by Tom Sleeman in the Liverpool Echo. Oh. So one of our favourite authors of the area. He often writes in the local publications. Yeah. He's got lots of books that are on our bookshelf. Yeah. And these were just a few encounters that he'd been sent in and he's published out in, in the Liverpool Echo. So one is a OBOL, an orange ball of light. <laughs> Liverpool Bay, 18th of November 2009, approximately 4.40pm. Dozens of people along the coast from Formby to Hightown and Crosby contacted me via the Billy Butler radio show, reporting sightings of a huge disc-shaped craft plunging into the waters of Liverpool Bay, about two miles from the coast. An unidentified fighter jet was seen crossing Liverpool Bay minutes after the reported incident. At 9pm the same day, scores of people from Formby see orange balls of light flying across the waters of Liverpool Bay towards Liverpool. At 11pm that night, OBOLs are seen over Walton, Wavertree, Kensington, West Derby and Highton, which are all more inland than the previously mentioned Formby because I... I imagine not everyone listening to this podcast is familiar with the fucking geography of Liverpool. No, maybe Walton, though, because there's Walton Prison. <laughs> what are you trying to say about our fucking listenership? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Birkenhead, Christmas Eve 2009. Seems to be a hotspot. John Ravenscroft, 34, was driving up Laird Street 
when he saw a bright glowing globe of orange light flying over a rooftop coming from the direction of Birkenhead Park's tennis courts. The orange radiant sphere swooped down towards John and hovered over his vehicle, which immediately stalled. John estimated the sphere's diameter to be about 20 to 25 feet. It flew off down Park Road North, then darted upwards at an incredible speed. Mr. Ravenscroft's car started again, but when he pulled over and tried to call his wife, he saw the screen of his mobile phone was blank, and the phone remained in that state for hours before functioning normally. No thoughts? No, I'm just thinking, like, like you say, like, planes and stuff mess with your phone, so I'm thinking maybe the aliens have messed with his phone. Planes don't mess with your phones. Do you know the reason you meant to put your phone in airplane mode and they have no signal? Yeah. It's because of, um, like, it's quite morbid, really, and I believe this is to be true. Like, when missiles lock onto things, yeah. they use that signal. Oh, is that why? They can use that signal, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, th- I think that's it. Um, I do think I, I do think that was a bit weird, though. Here's one from Vazakali. Mm, we're familiar with that place. <laughs> <laughs> It's a video Emma showed me. It's called Fazakli. That's where we live. It's just this 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 American fella on TikTok and he says it like that. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> we'll and put it, that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it most definitely is brilliant. <laughs> so Boxing Day, 2009 again, 9pm. Exactly, so that backs it up then. If it, and box, it was November, Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. That is close. You're finding, the, you're seeing the theme here. So Craig, a security guard, was cycling to work along Lower Lane when he noticed a ball of orange light hovering over the nearby hospital. Craig assumed it was a Chinese lantern, which he had seen before, but then they all rocketed off to the east. Staying parallel to Longmore Lane, Craig cycled down the same route on his way to work and watched the OBOL swoop down on the municipal golf course adjacent to the road where it made a 90 degree turn and began to follow the course of the River Alt. That night, there were scores of sightings of an OBOL over entry. The hell, that's so weird. Like, when you look at things, like, when everyone mentions Liverpool, like, you know the city. I know, obviously, people won't who are listening to it, but when you know, like, the road names and that, and, like, the areas, it's like, oh, my God, that that's a bit weird. It makes yeah. it real. <laughs> yeah, that was all quite, lo- well, it's all quite local to us. So. Yeah. It's quite strange. <laughs> anyway, Boothel, December 27th, 2009. 2019. 2009. 2009, so they're all, like, connected. 11 p.m. And at the same time, no, 9 p.m. on one to the morning. Yeah, this is a different day. James Broxham was walking his dog down Netherton Way when he saw two large flare-like lights circling each other over the former National Gyro Centre. Mr. Broxon and two other passers-by saw the lights, and all three watched them pass silently overhead, then take a curved trajectory towards Dunningsbridge Road, where the OBOLs accelerated vertically into the clouds. So, Formby, December 27th, 2009, 11.30pm. Two women and several residents near St. Luke's Church Road saw a triangular formation of orange balls of light which came from the direction of the Irish Sea. One local man who saw the lights through binoculars discerned that they were solid-looking spheres of incandescent material. The triangle of OBOLs headed south and were lost to sight over the Olcar rifle range. Hilbert Island, West Kerry, approximately 7.15pm, December 28th, 
2009. 2009, and it's December as well. The day after. 44-year-old Mary Orme and her sister-in-law Judith Morrison saw two metallic disc-shaped UFOs hovering about 100 feet from the surface of the waters about a mile north of Hilbert Island. Mary and Judith heard a faint humming sound coming from the UFOs, which took off after three minutes and flew north across Liverpool Bay. Later that night at 10.30pm, two orange balls of light were seen over Morton. Bidston Hill, Wirral, December 30th, Still December. 2009. I think there's a... I think the point is, Emma, all these are very close together. I know, I just, I'm just... I'm backing it up. I'm thinking it must be real. So two days later... 2009, 11pm. Three walkers and a man walking his dogs saw an enormous golden orange globe hovering over the windmill on Bidston Hill. The size of the globe was estimated to be about 30 feet in diameter and rays shone from the object in the direction of the four witnesses. The dog being walked was struck with terror at the sight of the huge OBOL and broke from its leash. Witnesses all reported hearing a melodic sound coming from the globe, which seemed to shrink in size before taking off and heading south toward Prenton, where it vanished. Early that night, a disc-shaped craft with red glowing rim and an orange ball of shimmering light was seen over Heswell's Telegraph Road, heading toward Neston. And the last one we have is Southport and Birkdale, New Year's Eve, 2009, 9.15pm. A lens-shaped craft with green lights was seen flying high over the coast of Southport, which is just a little bit up the west coast of England to Liverpool. Not far, though. No. That same night, at 11.20pm, a ball of reddish-orange light was seen floating at treetop height over Southport's Duke Street Cemetery. Around the same time, a ball of light was seen to dive out of the sky, landing somewhere in Birkdale's Bedford Park. So what do you make of all those? I think the fact that the, it's like a series of days like leading up to each other. Obviously, the first one was in November, but they're all about the same time. And obviously, the people... I know Liverpool's quite... It's not small, but I know people. a lot of people know each other in Liverpool, but surely they don't all know each other and they wouldn't all speak about the same thing but they've all said the same thing do you not think it might be the same thing no i mean that like they wouldn't have come together and made it up oh, okay so the your argument there was it's not like a sort of conspiracy yeah where they've all got together and say we're going to say this we're going to send it to tom Sleeman and he's going to write yeah. about it yeah and okay, it's such different places as well like you would, you would, they wouldn't have like the same local pubs or anything really, so they wouldn't go in and like talk about it and then. But interestingly, none of those were like of people who've been the pub or were intoxicated, yeah. or were doing naughty things or drugs. They were walking the dogs. They were out and about, and but it all was at night time. Yeah. But then again, you I guess you wouldn't to see the light yeah. at night, would you? Yeah, at day. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So you're quite convinced by that one. I think that's real, especially because I know the road names and everything. <laughs> what do you feel about the jet fighter response in one of the Fairstones over just over Formby? Over the Bay of Liverpool. So a the OBOL was seen to go into the Bay of Liverpool. Oh yeah. And minutes later a unmarked jet apparently came back. 
it may have been marked. I've just made them marked up. Yeah, do you think that it could be something like short, like, was it, like, I do think it was alien, I do think it's aliens and I w- or something suspicious, but could it not be that they're just, like, certain people are training and it, they're doing training at this time because do you think it'll be a bit quieter because it's around Christmas and New Year, so the sky's not going to be Over as busy? City? Mm, true. Because some a lot of them were over water, but yeah, some of them were over the city. Yeah, They're quite a, quite in from the coast. A lot of them are over water, though, like Southport and everything. They're all by water. But then over the cemetery, oh, that one at the end they said it was oh, over yeah. the cemetery. I it's just, okay for it to be unexplained, you know. No, but I'm. That's s- the point. It stresses me. <laughs> I love it. I love unexplained stuff. I love unknown stuff. But then I'll sit. I'll be sitting there. I was sitting there tonight, thinking, "Oh my god, wonder." I wonder what they are. Call her, Sasha. Oh, yeah. See what she's up to. She probably knows. No, but she she wasn't really sure. She spent her life researching. Oh, yeah, she true. knows. True, but she's not from Liverpool, though. She is. She's, that's why I mentioned it in this podcast. Oh, God, yeah, she is. You know, she went to Wales for her holiday. You, yeah, these are all like UFO-based yeah. Satans no, with I, some sort of yeah. connection to Liverpool. I was thinking, oh, she lives in Wales. No, she went to Wales for her holiday. Okay. I'll get to Sasha's tomorrow. He's right. <laughs> so, anyway... We do have a counter-argument because obviously that is how my mind works. If I make a point, I have to counter-argue it to see if I'm right. He's on law in uni, didn't you? Yeah, that's, it's just ingrained in me now. <laughs> so with all these mostly Northwest England-based sightings, some of them are potentially more reputable than others. Are there any people out there that would counter-argue that aliens do not exist? Well, in short, yes. There are those out there that believe that aliens don't exist, and to be honest, the reasoning they have is a direct attack on why I personally feel there must be aliens out there. So my strain of thought stems from something called Drake Equation, which is not something I knew beforehand. I found it out while I'm not going to pretend to be really smart. (laughs) I found it out while I found out this was like an actual theory while researching this topic. Essentially, Drake Equation means that because the universe is so expansive there must be some other intelligent life form out there. Yeah, definitely. On the counter-attack to this, researchers at the Oxford University Future of Humanity Department, fucking who knew that existed, released a study in 2018 titled Dissolving the Fermi Paradox. This study questions the parameters of the Drake equation and similar ideas that assume certainty in an arena that we cannot be certain about. It even went as far to say that there is up to an 85% chance that humans are the only intelligent life form in the observable universe, which is a bold statement, I believe. We're not that that clever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Another more existential theory that I saw doesn't deny that there could be alien life forms on other planets, but that we are trillions trillions of years away from them evolving. The premise of this train of thought is that just as humans evolved on Earth and have existed in the way that we know our species today for around 200,000 years, the universe itself is around 13.8 billion years old. That means our intelligent life form has existed for a tiny portion of the universe's life so far. These very smart people also claimed that the existence of our life tends to formulate around the lifespan of stars. Essentially, Some of the furthest away stars we can see are also some of the youngest. And as the youngest, they are giving off strong flares and ultraviolet radiation, which could be a hindrance to life forming in those parts of the universe for the time being. 
So I guess the punchline to this train of thought is that aliens could exist, but they may not exist just yet, as the stars that our planet are surrounded by are old enough to allow life to thrive, whereas that part of the universe may be inhabitable as of yet. Yeah, no, that, 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 that it, obviously it doesn't make sense to me as much because I'm not that clever, but it does make sense. Like, that is interesting. Yeah. So, I've got a few quick fire discussion points just to round off the episode. Okay. So, if aliens came, what do you think they want? They just want to know who we are. That's it. They just might, get to know us a bit better. They might want to see. Take self for dinner. No, but they might want to see. Do some naughty John Lennon stuff. Whoa. They, that, that <laughs> would, no. They, <laughs> they might just want to see, like, because what we do might seem really advanced to them. Or they might think we're fucking weird because we invented time, we invented work, we invented... Money. Money. When we could just be living in a forest drinking wine that we've made ourselves. <laughs> we invented wine as well. That's what I mean, but like, we just literally... What do we do? Go to work. Have two days off. They must think, hmm. But then also they might think like... They might think weird things like, why have we got fairy animals just sitting in our house? And we sleep with them and cuddle them. Not sleep with them like that. That we're not John Lennon. No, nope, I'm not. Oh. Whoa, I know. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean John Lennon was into that type of stuff. I'm sorry, John Lennon. I meant, I meant just naughty things. You're going to Scouse prison. I don't think they really want anything. I just think they want to know what it is. Because like, if an alien came down to us, we'd probably take... Well, I wouldn't personally because I'd just leave it alone. I'd probably fucking run miles and I'd never run. Um... <laughs> But the aliens, like, if aliens came here, yeah. people would get them and do research on them. Yeah, most definitely. So... What do you think the aliens want? Pretty much exactly. They, they just want to know what what makes our species thrive. Maybe what other life forms exist on this planet. Yeah. Because it would be stupid to believe if aliens exist, then surely... There are other living beings on the planet that they come from. Yeah. So surely, that, but then again, is that not just our minds? Because that's what we have. We can't imagine life any other way. But that's an existential crisis. You know what else I think that they would really like? Chocolate. We invented that. Yeah, I think they would be interested in yeah. that. Okay. So I probably should have started with this discussion. But do you think they're real? Yes. Okay. If you... yes. If yes. Do you think that they pick on particular places? I don't think they pick on particular places. I think... But then again, I've never... Before this episode, I'd never thought that... Like, those English ones, really. I remember saying in another one that they've gone, they've only gone to America. Yeah. But then... I wonder why they do pick certain places. Do they just... I don't know. They just, like, spin the globe, like, on a... I think, and then it. Would you think it has anything to do with? We mentioned all of the OBOL, the mm-hmm. orange balls of light. They happen to come across this part of the world mm-hmm. around a certain time of year, in between Christmas and New Year, or yeah, around that time. But it was only at night. No, yeah. I know we mentioned about only seeing the light at night. Yeah. But do you think that maybe because the Earth had done its rotation? And it was facing a certain direction, that that was. So they could have been somewhere else. 
previously? No, what I'm saying is, yeah, potentially, but what I'm saying is that they may be only able to see this part of the world when the Earth's... When it's like time. Yeah. yeah. So when we've got... They're looking at our Earth from the moon's point of view. Yeah. Where it's dark. So they come down to Earth when it's dark. Maybe, yeah. On on that particular circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had any experiences that make you think you saw a UFO or alien? I am now, unfortunately. I have never ever. I would. I would. If it was a ghost, I'd hope I'd, I'd give you a list. But um, aliens, no. Yeah, um, me neither. Unfortunately, no. We seen green lights once outside, and we thought it was the northern lights, but it was the circus. <laughs> yeah, so it's meant to be a very brief time. Every now and then, the north of England can potentially see the northern lights, which obviously you have to go to Iceland or the, yeah. the Arctic Circle to see. It wasn't. It ended up being a circus in a park nearby. So. <laughs> That's the closest I've got of you. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I have at Loch Ness seen fighter jets flying really low to the ground. Oh. There's a castle in Loch Ness that has a balcony looking over the loch. And I yeah. stood there and just did like a sort of rumble in the background. And then it's just sort of like before you, you hear them before you see them. And then all of a sudden there's just like two flashes of light in front of me mm. and it was fighter jets but I think that was just a training exercise oh, which they quite often say, do do you think it was? no I think it was a training exercise but maybe we have seen aliens and we just it's been wiped from our memory you never know yeah men in black stuff but I've never had like even a bad dream mm, about mm, aliens mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I've never had like a bad dream about aliens or anything though no I'm really indifferent to them. Like, I think it's interesting, but I'm not scared of them. Yeah. But I think they're real. But then I don't think that they're bad. Yeah, not necessarily. Don't have to be. Yeah. I think a lot of people's perception is, as always, influenced by the media. Yeah, what's different is bad. Yeah. So. But I think you get good people and you get bad people, so you probably get good aliens and probably bad aliens. More than likely. 100% Mm -hmm. agree. And I think that's a probably a good place for us to leave this episode on. Yeah. And thank you very much for listening. If you have any alien encounters, it doesn't have to be connected to Liverpool in any way. I just thought it would be a very apt thing to talk about because like, that's cause where we we're from. we recognise it, yeah. Yeah. Um, send us an email. We're acrosscemetery at gmail.com. You can get us on social media, on Instagram at acrosscemetery, X and TikTok at axcemetery. And if you'd like to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us on, it would be very beneficial for the podcast and we'd also like to hear what you think. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, bye. Bye.